0: I do rest of y'all. And sit down. Uh, well, the first thing I love the Lord. Amen. And let 'em I'm saved. There's a, there's a song there in the book. We sang it a whole lot. Where it says, "Never been sorry." You know, all. If there's anybody that's sorry that they got saved, I'd like to talk to them. Yeah, they don't get it. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> they don't. They don't need to be. Anyhow, and when Mason meets, mentioned that Sunday about the Jehovah Witness, you know, sending a letter, we got one in that about three weeks ago or something, I was going to tell you, after I got it. Yeah, you know, they sent, a woman sent us a letter, had her name and address and all this and just wrote out a little one page letter. I don't remember, I asked if she couldn't remember. She started sending one back, but she didn't. She but he was from down here on Airport Road, had her address right there where that church is at. I figured on Airport Road, they'd to go with mm-hmm. the church. And but like you said, they're, they're doing what they can, you know, to try to, I don't know if they're trying to change people over or whatever, but they used to come to your house, they ain't been a long time, but years ago, when mother's still living and able to do and everything, there was a lady come from just right over here somewhere. She's an older lady. Mother said, "Why I called her name?" She said, "I've known her all my life." She said, "You ought to know better than that." I said, "You didn't used to believe like that." Yeah, but I've changed over now. This is the way to go. Mother said, "No, we don't believe that way at Baptist Church, you know and all." But anyhow, yeah. they just like I say they're outdoing they used to all the whole time. But I was thinking when. The lady that asked me to do this for a revival i started thinking about the lord's in charge of everything and we need to just praise him and not nobody else and and give him glory for everything and and then we had that revival and brian he could have picked the best preacher in this country and i don't believe the revival been no better Amen. amen it went i thought real good amen I was just thankful for what happened, but we've come up here years in the years past and come all week, and never seen nobody saved or no, not many friends made. <coughs> that's right. And that was just wonderful. And then Sunday we had two more. that got saved. Amen. We just, we just thank the Lord, give Him the praise. And of course, it was our obedience of doing the little things, and then He done the big things. Yes, that's right. yes, the way I look at it. Amen. Amen. And when I thought about all that, I thought of the 100th Psalm where it says, Lord the praise. So Amen. That's, that's what I'm going to read. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with sin. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. Yes, yeah. Amen. And we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. There's that we people again that yeah. he was talking about and reading yeah. that other. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting. And His truth endureth to all generations. Amen. Amen. That's good. And that's that's just the way it is. Amen. That's right. <laughs> yes, that's, that's right. the way it is. Amen. And the Lord do all the praise and every everything. Is, anything that's is good, the Lord's done it. That's right. anybody else got anything to say? Okay, I'll say I love
1: the Lord, and He's talking about. Way ladies believe. I heard a preacher say one time, Brother Lucky. He said, "We need their feet. We need to walk and be telling people about the Lord."
2: Amen. Yeah. Amen.
1: I have a note where Brian preached from here several years ago, and this is probably one that that you'll remember, Brian, because I guess it was kind of stuck with me as well Um, but it says come into his presence and enter into his gates your posture will affect your perspective and your perspective will affect your posture so making a joyful noise is a posture serving is a posture singing is a posture praising and being thankful is a posture Knowing that God is God is a perspective. And knowing that God knows who we are and that he made us is a perspective. He knew everything that we would go through before he made us. And knowing that the Lord is good and merciful and truth is a perspective. So your posture will affect your perspective and your perspective will affect your posture. And all those things wrapped in up with one another will allow you to come into his presence and enter his gates with praise. And then a couple years later, um, when he got here, we had Sunday school here, and we changed from a posture of brokenness to a posture of praise. So brokenness is being bent over and weary and sad and low. But your posture of praise is when you have your arms raised high and your head is held high and you're singing loudly. So just changing your physical posture can change your internal perspective of who God is and what he's done for you. And that in turn can change your... um, (laughs) the way that you come into His presence. And I think I think it's Brian that often says you know, if the, the praises go up then the blessings come down. You do the praises first and then that's when the blessings start to hit. Mm-hmm. I think I told somebody <coughs> this week um, when something super good had happened and we were just praising and praising and praising the Lord for it and I said now if we'll just go ahead and start praising him now for the next good thing that's going to happen, I mean, I can't even imagine how awesome that thing's going to be if we start praising him on the front end of it rather than the back end of it. I mean, he might really blow our socks off then. So, I don't know. Just a really neat idea of getting that posture of praise and coming into his gates. With
3: I don't know if I preached as all as eloquent as that sounded.
4: Well,
1: I wrote it from your words. <laughs> I, I <don't> think so. <laughs>
4: but
3: I did think about it. As she was reading that um, Mason preached Monday night. Um, I believe it was. He was talking about prayer and he talked about the Pharisees and how they pray standing up and loud and well, look, look at me, look at me. And uh, I've seen people pray a lot of different ways at an altar. Mm-hmm. I see people, you know, just get on their hands and knees and tears falling. And I've seen, uh, well, my sister, when she got saved, my sister, when she got saved, she stayed there a long time. And by the time she was finished, she wasn't on the altar, but she was up underneath the altar laying flat down, crying out to God. And, and so when she's talking about that posture, how you... You got a proud, prideful heart. It sure is hard to talk to the Lord and sure it's hard to get through to him because you got so much of you in the way. Amen. But when you can, that physical presence, is should be a representation of what's in here. Amen. And uh, and you can get through and you can get some business done when you can get you out of the way and get broken, get bent, and get, get low and get your posture right, spiritually speaking. Right. That then you can begin to change your perspective right. of who God is. You get you out of the way. Uh, I, I know this that the reason those things happened to Brother Gerald happened was, I do believe, in part because of obedience. Brother Mike said he didn't get in credit for what was going to work, but at least his obedience opened the doorway so that the Spirit could come in. But it takes an attitude and a heart and desire as we were talking about prayer requests and people, were, I, I listened to what you say, by the way, when you ask for prayer for people. Right. And there's a, there was a brokenness in some of them requests. I don't know if y'all caught on to that. Right. I think there's some honesty and some truth about some people that's really seeking business with God. Amen. That would like to see a response in that. And I believe if we get really serious with God and really humble with Him, I believe He'll continue to do what He has already done. There's some people I spoke to this week in disbelief about what's going on.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. I don't know if y'all had that experience. in all this COVID, y'all got people saved. Well, we didn't say them first of all. The Lord saved them. We just was humble.
5: Right. Yeah.
3: That posture, changing what you are relying on. Yep. Everybody else is relying on themselves, trying to figure things out, trying to Manipulate the situation, or just get through, or just keep doing what they want to do. Got to get our heart right. Do what the scripture says. Get humble. Amen. And pray. Amen. And seek His face. Well, you, if you get humble and you start praying, then you start realizing I ain't got no hope unless it's the Lord. Mm-hmm. You'll begin to seek Him because He's the only one to give you any hope anyway. I want to give you a chance. Mm-hmm. I also want to say this, and I'm, I thought about it all week long as we was going through this. You notice that turning from your wicked ways is last. In that scripture, humble yourself, pray, seek my face, and turn from your wicked ways. Then I'll hear from him. It's the very last thing that happens. Right. I've often thought sometimes we'd want to back it up, put that in front, and I'm as guilty as anybody wanting to put that up front. <laughs> repent, repent. But the reality is, is if you're a saved person, You can't fix you. Right. But the Lord can. Mm -hmm. And so if you'll you'll humble yourself, realize you ain't enough, start talking to the one that is enough, he might get a hold of your life and change you. Amen. Into being enough. Amen. Then you turn from your wicked ways. Mm -hmm. Don't make one. Somebody will stop.
5: You know, we think sometimes the word posture, and we think standing up straight, you know, Mm-hmm. And if you stand up too straight, you might walk around like this. Mm-hmm. Well, your nose know in the air. Mm-hmm. Humble is getting humble is also a posture. It is, and it's the posture that the Lord is looking for. Yeah. We can't do that. Like Brian already said, and I think I said it to my message. We can't expect anything more proud of ourselves. We're, we we've got the, all the answers. We've got it figured out, Lord, we don't need to. Yeah. Right. I mean, really, that's that's what we're saying. So humbleness is is also a posture and it's the posture that the Lord is expecting out of us. Uh you know, so many times we we think we gotta, you know, stand up straight and be proud of ourselves and when we ought to be really being in our back and down in our knees and humbling ourselves mm-hmm. to him. He's more pleased with that than he Amen. is. You know, I I try to be quick to say when we when the Lord blesses me in any way, uh, any, way any way, shape, form, or fashion. If we're if we're not careful, we'll put I in there, we'll put we in there. Uh, we must always give him the credit, give him the glory for it. Amen. You know, i mentioned about Lazarus reason. Jesus didn't go, he could have went and healed Lazarus before he would have passed away. But he'd done that, he stayed there two more days, so Lazarus would pass away. Exactly so he could raise him up in front of the people and the people would give God the glory, he said that. Amen. He said that to give God the glory. That's right. So so there's posture in hummus, and humbleness and I appreciate what uh, Sister Abby said there, I had to stay with her pretty close there. Uh, but I appreciate that. It was good. Uh-huh.
3: If, if, if it wasn't what you said. <laughs> it probably. Would. I don't know
0: credit. The Lord might have said it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Jesus say Lazarus come forward? Mm-hmm. If he had a, just said come forward, hadn't said his name, it might have been a lot more. Come Everybody
5: forward. would have woke yeah. up. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, had a, he does have power. <laughs> does
0: Amen. Have power. Amen.
2: Amen. So to say hello
1: the Lord, I'm thankful to be here and i just thankful for everything he's done. And The girls were so happy and excited when we left Sunday, they wanted to call everybody in hell. And one of the little girlfriends, she said, I don't know what that means. And Carly tried to explain it to her and, she's, and then Carly told her she still couldn't understand and Carly said, well let my mama explain it to you. <laughs> and I tried to tell the little girl she, and obviously she had never been to church and she never heard anything like it. She didn't know what it meant. Mm-hmm. And I tried to tell her, and I kept telling her, and she said, okay, I think I understand. Mm -hmm. Carly said, when we go back to school, I said, I'm gonna try to help her. Amen. I said, well, that's what you need to do.
3: Amen.
5: But
1: they were, they were real happy and excited. I think they got what they needed. Amen. Amen. So I want y'all to help me pray for their dad, and, and pray for my husband, too. He's been saved, he's a member of this church,
0: Something asking about being saved, and they didn't know what you didn't thought it was. And these, and these kids right around here, you know, it'd be young you wouldn't think, but right here in the Calvary County, never oh, been to church, man. don't know That's right. nothing about that. That's right. That's the power of Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there has been some that pull up and let them out, and then they go on and come back and get them or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And you ought to be in here with them. That's right. Amen. And a lot of grandmas and different ones they have brought kids to church you know or they hear something i'm gonna turn it back to brother brian then y'all just remember us amen anyway, yes. to say
1: I love the lord thank him for everything he's done for me just amen thank him for all of his blessings
3: amen amen somebody else got something you need to do song testimony anything on your heart
0: brother brian i love the lord I think back, you know, we've been talking about them. You know, we've been saved and member of this church each one year. And, but probably ninety percent of that I didn't talk to the Lord as much as I should. I didn't tell anybody else about the Lord what I do now. Go to them workplaces and and I didn't walk away when they was talking trash and, mm-hmm. what Listen. I have done well, yeah. and just pray for me that from now on I'll Amen. take that for the Lord. And
3: Hey man. Pray pray, pray for me. Blessing Lord. Somebody
2: else. I'm hearing a lot of I wish I didn't I'd done more than what I did. Now y'all younger generation, listen here. Do more than what we did. Take that chance to do something and do it. I mean spread God everywhere. Because we failed. They failed. We're failing. If we don't get up and start doing it, who will? No one.
3: Somebody else.
4: Bless I
2: was crazy. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Praise for the Lord's good.
4: I was just yelling and laughing and stuff. But um, that's worthy of praising Him and shouting. Yes, me. amen. And, you know, you were talking about posture, well, my posture was, you know, straight up to the Lord that night. Yeah. And I just want to be a lot like with others, and I want to be the strong Christian that I'm trying to be at work That's right. Yeah. Need to be good too, and it's just something
5: has just, I don't know, just
4: awoke in me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've been that's
5: praying for cool. it for a long time, yeah. And I think you know, the, the
4: doors are just bursted open. And
6: bless your heart,
4: mm-hmm. I'm proud of what I can feel, yeah. <laughs> I'm proud that He loves me, and yeah. That he holds me in His arms like that little lamb, yeah.
3: Somebody else?
4: I'm going to say I love you. feel like I've been preparing all week to do something not, and God just kind of told me to. No. <laughs> <Boy laughs> Anything so. that we can say is that we love him. And I'm thankful for everything he's brought me through.
2: Amen. And we're going to spend forever more there. How many people on this world, in this world do we love? that we would like to see there how many of them actually is going to be there if we don't stand up and tell the people about God and tell them what they're doing is wrong Mm -hmm. then they're not going we're not making an impact if we want them to be there we've got to stand up tough as it may be to go to someone like your parents your brother your sister your mother, your cousin, whoever it is. We're not here to please them. We're here to please God. So if it's standing up to telling someone they're doing something wrong, as tough as it may be, I'll suffer the punishment if it's grounded for a month or grounded for a week because it's for Him. So if we do whatever we're doing, let's do it for Him, not do it for us. Because I don't know. Because I'm glad to know that People I, I care about that's saved is going to be there with me. It's going to break my heart, but the ones that it's not. And all I can do is try my best to get them saved. Amen.
3: Somebody else? Else? I've got some
6: scripture that I'd like to read. It's in the 13th chapter of John, if you want to turn there. It's not going to be too long. 13th chapter of John, the 21st. verse 13 chapter john uh this is where christ and all his disciples are together and uh he's telling that someone's going to betray you uh, right here and i it's something that i was that i was reading in the scripture and the lord just just kind of keyed me in on mm-hmm. and it's really good yeah when you get a hold of this it's really good uh, verse 20 says verily verily i say unto you he that receiveth." Whomsoever I send receiveth me and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me Mm -hmm. now we've been talking about that it seems like people's testimonies for the past 15-20 minutes now about doing what we're supposed to it said that whoever uh, receives who he sent will receive him and whoever received him receives the Father as well So, uh, verse 21 it says when Jesus had thus said he was troubled in spirit testified and said verily verily I say unto you that one of you shall betray me then the disciples looked one another one another, doubting of whom he spake verse 23 says now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved mm-hmm. and a lot of y'all probably just missed that on verse 23 it said now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. What an awesome place to be. Mm -hmm. He's leaning on him. To lean on something, my Bible has little notes down here and it says to lean on is reclining on or sitting next to. Mm -hmm. That's what those words mean. So there was uh, literally one of Christ's disciples Mm -hmm. was sitting so close to him that he could lean on him. Mm -hmm. Amen. And then watch right here as it goes on it says, Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him, uh, the one that was leaning on Christ, that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. Peter says ask him, hey you, leaning on Christ, hey you, ask him who's going to betray us and then it goes on in 25 and it says, he then laying on Jesus' breast saith unto him, Lord who is it? Now, how awesome is it to be that close to Christ that you can just look up at him and say, hey, who is it? it? I'm not talking about the situation of figuring out who the person that betrayed him was. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about being in the position to where you're so close to Christ laying on him that when you have a problem, you're right there that close to him. You can say, hey, what do I do? Or, hey, how, how do I do this? Or, hey, what do I say? Not just in this account where he says, hey, who is it? There's a scripture that I've been reading here lately, and it's in uh, 2 Samuel, and it's about, I've, I've probably taught a Sunday school lesson on it before. It's about a, uh, one of uh, David's nephews that, that chases after an army general and the army general tells him he says uh, turn around turn around because if you keep chasing me I'm going to kill you and he tells him several several times to turn around or I'm going to kill you and the, and the young man David's nephew never turns around and he keeps running and then it ends up uh, it's, it's a pretty brutal scripture honestly it's, it's very blunt uh, and kind of violent but it says that when he was running uh, that, that the That the the general took the blunt end of his spear and he stabbed it through his ribs, is how that young man died. And you say, What does that have to do with this right here? Uh, What it has to do with it is is when you start to run, you're not leaning on Jesus anymore. So when you have a problem that you want to bring to Christ and talk to Him about, uh, if you've been running, in the wrong direction. You can't ask Jesus because you're not close to him. Uh, we uh, Brian was, was talking about, and I don't know why I'm sitting down to be honest. Uh, Brian was talking about getting out of the boat and going to Christ. Yeah. And, and getting where he was at. But so oftentimes when we when we face a problem, our first thing to do is run away. Because we want to chase it with something that we desire. That young man I told you about in 2 Samuel, he wanted to kill the general because he knew that if he killed the general, the battle was won.
3: Yeah.
6: He wanted to kill him himself. He ran after him. He knew that the man he was chasing was a better warrior. He knew he was more skilled, and he knew that uh, the, the likelihood of him beating him was probably not a lot, but he was so blinded by his own pride yeah. and his own drive to go kill that man to try to win the battle for himself, Mm -hmm. then he killed himself in the process. So, when we face a problem of who, when, how, why, why do we keep running? I tell you, when the first thing, something happens to me and I don't know how to handle it, a lot of the times, Mason will try to figure out a way to fix it. I'll try to figure out a way to fix it. Uh, whatever it may be a problem in your relationship a problem at work or whatever it is the first thing I think of is how am I going to fix this not Lord help me fix this Mm -hmm. and that's when we start running away because by making the choice of you saying hey uh, how do I fix this for myself you're being like that young man that was chasing after the general you're trying to win the battle by yourself So if you read that scripture in John, it said that the, that the one uh, <laughs> that was that was leaning on his bosom. I don't know if, if any of you remember this maybe from your childhood, but when I was a little boy, I always remember when my dad would get home from work, and he would pick me up, and I, he'd sit me in his lap, and then he'd tell me he loved me, and I'd just lean against him. That's right. And he would embrace me, and I'd lean against him, yeah. and I could feel that love mm-hmm. that he had for amen. me. Christ does the same thing for us. Yes, he does. And right. you can get so close to him that you feel that love. Oh, hey, amen. amen. You yeah. feel that love. That's good. Right. Yeah. I know uh, this is uh, social distancing; nobody's hugging no more. But it's 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 better than the embrace of a hug. It's yeah. better than the yeah. embrace of a father yeah. and a son. Yeah. Uh, uh, getting close to one another than getting close to your wife or your children. It's better than that. Mm -hmm. And right here it says that the disciple that was leaning on him was close enough that he could just look up and say, Lord, who is he? Mm -hmm. So why do we act like this young man that was chasing that general and just chase things on our own? Mm -hmm. This may not uh, apply to any of y'all here tonight. It may just be for me. But I find myself a lot like that young man yeah, trying to fix it myself amen you get a problem that comes along in your life and you say oh, I got, I'll got, i do this and I'll, that'll fix it no it won't I can tell you uh, and you can read in Jonah and he can tell you and you can read in all these other scriptures you can read where David's at and, and I believe if he was here he would tell you it don't work That's right. it don't work trying to fix it for yourself amen uh, and that's the beginning of any uh, thing getting fixed is Christ. That's right. We'll fix it. That's right. Not Mason or yourself. will fix it. Okay. I believe that some of us, after this revival, have gotten closer to it. Amen. We've gotten closer to Him. Some of us might have even uh, snuggled up to lean on His bosom a little Amen. bit and get real close Amen. to Him, to where it's just whisper distance, and you can feel the love Amen. that He embraces you with. Amen. I beg you not, to, not to get away from that spot. Yeah. Don't get away from it. Uh, I know when, when Whitley was born, and the last, don't, he don't do it. I guess he's just different. But when Whitley was born, and she was very little, two or three weeks old, she I'd put her on my chest, and she'd get real close to me, and she would sleep, and the recliner with me that way. And it's like, when she would sleep on me, I didn't want to leave that position because that's as close as I could possibly get to her. Do mm-hmm. y'all yeah. uh, you know, understand what yeah. I'm trying to say here? That was as close as I could get yeah. to her at that time. That's was, that as close as I would be to her. And when she woke up, she wouldn't, she wouldn't be laying on me no more. She'd go play or whatever she'd done when she was three or four weeks old. <laughs> you got I want you to understand that you can be that way with Christ. And just like I yearn to be close to my daughter and be close to my son and snuggle up with him, you we should yearn to be with Christ that way.
3: Amen.
2: Bro. Amen.
6: I like to come home from work and give my wife a hug. I do. I didn't hug her today. Now I just remember that. But I like to come home and give her a hug. <laughs> And just embrace her and let her know that I love her. Amen. I may not say I love you, but that's my way of saying I love you. But when I embrace her, that's that's me making a connection with her, uh, getting Amen. close to her. Amen. And that's how we should be with Christ every day. Amen. When we get up, we should make a connection Amen. with him. Me and Levi went to a revival one time, and we listened to an evangelist that came from uh, somewhere up north. And he said that when he got up in the morning, and we laugh about this, he said that when he got up in the morning, what he liked to do is he liked to get up and he liked to give his wife a kiss in the morning because uh, that's how he connected with her. Amen. He also said he liked to get up and get a cup of coffee and get his Bible yeah. on the table yeah. because that's how he connected with Jesus. Amen. We should want to do that. Amen. Because when you stop wanting to make the connection to show that you love him. And to enjoy the Embracement of them Then you start running You start trying to do it yourself mm-hmm. all day. You know it's amazing What just hugging Somebody will make them feel mm-hmm. Some people like hugs I know Josh does Amen. Josh likes hugs
2: I love giving more than I still hug me
6: during all this Amen. Yeah, That's fine with me The hug, it it makes you feel loved. It makes you feel like the person that's giving the hug loves you and cares about you. Christ wants to hug you. He wants to be there for you. He wants to. He stands there every day. I believe that he's just waiting every morning when you wake up to say, I wonder if he's going to give me a hug today. That's good. I wonder if Mason's going to get out of the bed. That's good. And the first thing that comes to his mind is I need to talk to Jesus real quick. Yeah. Before I start my day. Yeah, try. I need to embrace him a little bit and and get humble, like y'all was talking about. Before I go into my day. Yes, sir. Because if I start with him and then end the day with him, then the middle will be so much better. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm.
6: Start with Christ in the morning, end with him at night. Amen. And then start over again. Amen. Every day. <coughs> there's a, uh, I'm going to quit. There's a, there's a video uh, that I watched a long time ago, and it really stuck in my mind. It was about a Marine, and he said, if, it was, he's a motivational speaker, and it, I don't know why this stuck in my mind, but he said, if you want uh, to be successful in life, he said, the thing that I started with the most was every morning when I got up, I would make my bed. He said, and that way when I come back, Uh, to my bed at night. My bed was already made and he said I had a nice clean bed to get in and I could go to sleep and then I'd get up in the morning and I'd do it again. I'm not telling you to make your bed and your life's going to get better. I'm telling you to get close to Jesus Mm -hmm. and your life will get better. Mm -hmm. Amen. He made his bed in the morning so that through the day he didn't have to worry about going home and making his bed up. He didn't have to worry about leaving a mess. If you get close to Christ in the morning before you go We'll do whatever you're going to do. You don't have to worry about tolling and fighting all day. Amen.
3: Because you got
6: him with you. Pastor. Amen. A lot of us will, will get in a place where we feel so okay. far away from Christ, and we haven't talked to him in so long, that we're in the altar every Sunday seeking him. Mm-hmm. It's because we didn't seek him through the week. Mm. We didn't start the day with him. Amen. But we expect him. We expect to get that hug on Sunday morning. We expect the hug on Sunday morning, but on Monday through Friday and Saturday, you don't want the hug.
3: Yeah.
6: So now. If I'd ever hugged my wife Monday through Saturday, and I only hugged her on Sundays, she would learn pretty quick that there was something wrong. There's something wrong there. Mm-hmm. She'd say, Why don't you ever hug me anymore? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's wrong with you? You're distant from me. Uh, what's what's happened to us? Christ wonders the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a relationship with your spouse. Yeah. When you don't talk to them, and you don't put effort into it, That's and right. you don't try to work problems out, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the relationship starts to fall apart. Amen. That's good. Amen. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that I have a perfect marriage. I don't. I don't. We all have problems. We all have fusses and tiffs and things like that. We all have our problems we have to work out. But what I'm telling you, is what if you were married to the person that never makes mistakes? What if you're married to the person that always knows what you need? We're the bride of Christ. Mm. Us. We're married to him. So we should want to talk to him every day and make a connection every day. Amen. When there's a problem, we should let him work it out. Not us.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: People go to marriage counseling to try to solve their problems and let somebody else tell them what's wrong uh, with their marriage. Uh, Some people do that. Some people don't. I'm not knocking it. But if you'll start your day with Jesus, right, if you'll start with him and you'll end it with him, Uh, you'll find that that the problems that you face through the day, you'll find a way to take care of them. Mm -hmm find a way to take care of them. I will say one more thing. I went to work this morning and when I got there, I was having a bad day. When I got there, everything was going wrong. I didn't have materials for this person. This person was mad because they didn't get this. And this person was ill about this. And it was one thing after another. I didn't start my day off with Jesus today. I didn't. I'm trying to make a habit to pray in the mornings when I get up. I was Seemed rushed this morning. Had other things on my mind. Mm-hmm. When I got to work, mm-hmm. there were problems that hit me right in the face when I got in the door. And it just overwhelmed me. Mm-hmm. And then I was ill the rest of the day because of those problems. Yeah. And I can tell you it's because I didn't start it with Jesus. Amen. I didn't Bless. start my morning with Him. Bless and that is why that I had a bad day. Because mm-hmm. when you start things with Him, the problems of this world they're not much of problems anymore because he can handle them. Amen. Uh, no. oh, man. I know that I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to y'all. But start your day out with him. Embrace him like you do your loved ones. Embrace him in the morning. Talk to him. Read scripture. Whatever it is that you do right. that connects with Christ, do it. Amen. Right. Josh said it's important that we get out there and we minister to people. You know how you're a good minister for Christ? is when you talk to him in the morning before you go to work Amen. so that therefore you can minister Amen. the way that he wants you to. Amen. Amen. A lot of people say, well, Christians just try to beat you over the head with the Bible. There's some out there that try to. They're not starting their morning off of Christ, I don't think. I think they're just trying to see what they can get done through themselves. Amen. Kind of like that young man that tried to kill the general was. Start your day with Him. That's Amen. all I have to say. It, just, just give it a try if you don't believe it. Right. Give it a try. Start it with Him and end it with Him. Amen. Embrace Him like you do somebody you love because we're supposed to love Him more than we love anybody else. Because He loves us more than anybody else. Amen. He loves you.
3: Amen. He loves Amen. you. Let's somebody,
2: on. somebody else? So I got all that. The best part of waking up. Is Jesus in your cup?
5: Amen. I won't back. Why I won't sign up? He's up there saying all that about waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. You'll try that. I'm mean, gonna. You don't just. You'll just try. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see it makes a difference. It really will make a difference. Now, at revival we had, uh, Lord showed up. Showed out, took control. And I left here, I don't, I mean, it, y'all might find this strange, but when I got up the next day, I, I, I thanked the Lord for what he done. Mm-hmm. And I went, to, I went to my normal schedule, and I just couldn't quit greening. I even told myself, what do you, I mean, I just couldn't quit greening. You know, everybody's saying that in me. Just put Lord first show up. Amen. Make your day better. Yeah. That's
3: true. That's make it better. Anybody else need to do something? I'm gonna give you a good opportunity because the Lord's working on something here, and I don't want you to miss out, and I don't want everybody else to miss out on your part. If you've got something you need to do, do it right now. <coughs> Bibles, Matthew chapter 4. I'm not going to get where we're at. I'm not going to read a lot. I don't plan on preaching a lot. But I will tell you this beyond a shadow of doubt: Lord is speaking tonight to somebody. Mm -hmm. So when I said somebody, you thought of somebody. So I'm going to change that. Lord is speaking tonight to you. Mm -hmm. When I said you, you might have thought about you. What I meant was you. The Lord is speaking to each one of us tonight. This is not a message that he's, and, and, and when I say message, it's not Brian's message. The Lord's been teaching us and preaching to us and guiding us all evening long and before tonight, and, 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 and I, I firmly believe that he has a word for us. Matter of fact, as I said over here before everybody got up, made to hear them. Okay, Lord, I've seen you before line things up. But this is just a little too spooky. <laughs> okay, I I want y'all to understand what I'm talking about. Like he's sort of hitting it. He's like hitting the nail on the head. Right. Just driving it home. I have one, I had one thought. I thought, what I I, mean, I guess I can preach this one thought if you give it to me, but I don't know that I have everything I need here, y'all know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, I asked him for more and he didn't, that's all he gave me was that one thing. And I said, Lord, I have been on this forever now and they're going to think that that's all I read or talk about. But the Lord keeps giving me something else. And apparently it's what we need because he gave you the same thing tonight. Matthew chapter four, verse 18. I, I changed books on you, but it's the same story. Josh started it, and others finished it. Verse 18, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon, called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net to the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me. That was the thought. Follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And so the thought that I had for tonight was, are you a follower of Jesus? Are you a follower of Jesus? Well, we're all at church on a Wednesday night, so I probably dare say that every one of you would answer in the affirmative, yes, but Brian, I am a follower of Jesus. Well, how do you know you're a follower of Jesus? How, well, what makes you a follower of Jesus? Does anybody else know that you're a follower of Jesus? And so, I—that I, I, was the thought the Lord put in my mind, and uh, and I began to consider. Are we followers of Jesus? As I was telling people this week, and I, I had apologized to the two on Sunday, I thought those two were already saved. They were just so good girls, I guess I just thought the Lord saved them early. And I told them, I said, I, I would have done things a little different. So next time they show up at church that grandmother gets to bring them here, we, I'm going to celebrate the far out of them. Y'all just get ready for it. I already told them so, and I'm so proud of them. I did talk to them a good bit after church Sunday. I'm thankful the Lord's still in the saving business. And, and, and as I've talked to people, and they said, I saw you had two people saved Sunday. And I said, yeah, we had two people saved Wednesday night, too. That's not the same two people. That was exactly how the conversation with. No, it's a different two people. Well, that's just unheard of. Now, first off, the person that I was talking to is a church one person that goes to a church that's 25 times the size of this church, maybe bigger, and way more membership. And I thought, unheard of. Went to somebody else just on just another conversation. Well, y'all just been having some good services, and yeah, Well, you way over y'all got into. Boy, now that's good. I think that's Are they following the same Jesus that I'm following? Amen. Now, let let, look. I'm not trying to be make light or small of the salvation of one of His souls, and I am firmly aware that there's less people getting saved today than ought to be. I'm not saying that's not true, but I don't think what we have is something so special nobody else can have. I think the key is somebody will be a follower of Jesus. He told Peter, he said, if you'll cast down your nets, that's your ways, your life, your your thinking, and pick up mine and follow after me, then I'll make you fishers of men. He told them how the success would come. It would be from Jesus. It wouldn't be from what we could do. It's not that we got something figured out here that, as a gimmick that might get people saved. It's that Jesus is in the building and people are followers of him and therefore others can see that and they want to get saved. So I got to think about what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? How do people know that you are a follower of Jesus? Well an easy answer to that they could just say well I'm, I'm saved. I go to church. I got my name on the roll. Why? I attend that church, I'm there on Sundays and I'm there on Wednesday nights and I'm there, there's a lot of answers that we could say that, and they're not bad answers but that don't make you a follower of Jesus Amen Now I will say step number one you better get saved So I'm going to show you what the Lord I'm going to give you real quick what the Lord gave me and it started with what Brother Josh said and then it goes what Brother Mason said and then everything else just goes right together You must get saved. But that's not the end. If you're going to go out into this life, as Josh was trying so hard to say. you ought to go out and be a follower of Jesus. That's really what he was saying, is to seek after him. The Bible tells us to seek his kingdom first. And all these things will be added unto you. Don't try to go out and chase after the dreams of this world. They'll leave you empty. Mm -hmm. But if you'll seek the Lord, follow him. You'll get where you're going to. you got to get saved before you can be a follower of Christ. But but they could have said, yes, Lord, and they could have thrown down their nets, and that could have been the end of the story. But that's not the end of the story. <coughs> so the first thing you got to do is get saved if you're going to have an impact on this world. And the second thing you got to do, and this is exactly, I promise you, I didn't write them down, and I wish I had so I could show you, is you ought to start the day with the Lord. Because if you ain't starting the day with the Lord, you're going to have a hard time following him. Well, that's just easy common sense. I can't follow him if I don't start with him. Mm -hmm. So there's point one. There was point two. They already preached us things. So I'm going to leave leave one. Point three. You got to Listen. There was a phrase that Mason said, and I don't know if he coined it or where he got it from. I'm I'm going to attribute it to Mason's. Whisper close. I like that. Whisper close. John, the beloved, was so near Christ that he could just turn and talk to him. Whisper close. Mm -hmm. But what if he never listened to what Jesus had to say? Can I just say, do you want to walk close to Christ? you want to be a follower of Jesus? Not only do you get saved, not only do you get up in the morning with, but you better listen yeah. to what he says to you. Yeah. We spend so much time just listening, oh Lord, the Lord, and never taking enough time saying, what you think, Lord? I'm telling you, he should get all the, he should get all the credit for revival. And Nathan was some good men here that preached it. But I want you to know he should get all credit because I agonized with him. I, listen to me. I agonized with him over revival. I was leaning upon him and saying, Lord, I don't have the answer. And at times, Brother Gerald, I wanted to fix it for him. There were times that I wanted to get in the way and say, Well, we'll just do this, Brother Mike. We'll we'll make this happen and it'll be good enough. But the Lord said, Wait. And then all of a sudden, I mean, just out, just, just, where did that come from? Yep. Was not me. The Lord says, Here's what's going to happen listen y'all that's such a good word because if we realized if we follow him he had a couple of people he was working on he had a couple more he was working on for Sunday but he needed somebody who would get close enough to him and talk to him and listen to what he had to say church the secret is that Jesus is leading us I believe the Bible tells you, teaches us that he knows the way because he's already been there. Amen. And so the scripture, I think, would back us up and say if we would learn to get up with him, we'll learn to listen to him, listen, 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 then we could learn to follow. Yeah. The, the problem that the church has today is, is that the devil has learned to turn up the noise, yeah. the distractions. He, he's got a lot of things that's, that's right listen to me he's got a lot of things that are you know this is in my thoughts and it's in I you know I gotta check it. oh I gotta I gotta I I listen to me if I don't text y'all back it's not cause Brian don't love you it's cause it don't have any impact on Brian cause Brian's got zen things going on my wife gets mad at me sometimes cause I didn't respond to her and her and you know I, I tell her I said I don't treat you any different I treat anybody else I'm just I'm not great at it just gonna be honest but no, I know some people. <laughs> listen, I know some people that they've got little notifications on there. Oh, I got to see what that's all about. Are they talking about me? <laughs> yeah. You can see all them red notifications on my phone down there? I listen to me. Listen to me. This this is a distraction. Yeah. This can be noise. When you go to your job and you get uh, this going up, that could be noise. Yeah, yeah. So if we want to learn how to follow Jesus, we better start learning how to talk to Jesus mm-hmm. and listen mm-hmm. to Jesus. Because right, when I really, when I asked that question, I mean, I was listening, That was actually a song that was on the radio and the word follower was in it. It was just that one word. And it was like, hit me right between the eyes and I said, Lord, Lord, how can I be a better follower? You ever ask that question to God? I mean, I'm, just going to be real, I'm going to be really, really plain with you. The pastor of the church asked God how to be a better follower. Shouldn't we all ask ourselves Amen. how to be a better follower? Amen. Shouldn't it's that fun. be, I mean, that should be our desire. Lord, teach me that I can stay with you. Amen. And that's a process. And so I'm finished with something Josh kind of hit on. You ain't always gonna get it right. And you're gonna make mistakes along the way. Ask Peter. You're gonna come short, you're gonna doubt, you're gonna get in the way. But you better figure out how to go back to Jesus. Amen. You better figure out how to go. Mason Mason said. He just did talk to him this morning. Do you know what? Tomorrow morning when he wakes up, the Lord ain't gonna say, not today, Mason. You didn't have time for me yesterday. That's right. Which is what your wife will do to, by the way. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. She's not as forgiving as the Lord. Amen. Amen. I love you, Jesus. But the reality is the Lord will be there because mm-hmm. he is in love with you. And he wants you to follow after him so you don't follow the pit and traps and the, and the holes and the, the ground shaking all around you. He knows where you need to walk and where you need to stand. Right. So can I just say if you say I'm a follower of Jesus, back it up. Back it up. It'll show, it'll show up to you first, and then it'll start showing up to others. Mm-hmm. It'll change how you look, how you walk, what people perceive from you. It will change you, I promise you, it will. You say, I've been saved for this many years, I've done this for this, I, I could tell you this, you ain't close to me, yet. Eh? That's more. Yes. All right. there have been times I felt, Mason, like I was whisper close to the Lord, mm-hmm. but yet <clears throat> I've been closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stay with me now. These mm-hmm. times I've been really close to the Lord, mm-hmm. and then He showed me a deeper way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said, "Because, because I'm not love, He is love, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I hadn't yet learned to love as He can love." Yes. Yeah. So what I'm saying is is the relationship develops. When I started dating my wife, I thought I loved her. When I asked her to marry me, I thought I loved her. I love her so much more today than I did back then. Why, why? Well, because I spent some time with her and I learned to love her in a more deep way. I learned uh, how much more I, I, I thought of her, and how much more I honored her. Uh, I'm just saying, if you'll just spend some time with the Lord, you hey, can get man, that close. Amen. We ain't there yet. Amen, amen. I don't know about you, but I got revived this week. I did, too, brother. And I have been living off that, but but the Lord kind of showed me today as I was driving down the road. What if you, what if you could get revived on revival? Y'all missed that. Yeah. In other words, I raised up to this level, and I, whoa, that's pretty good. I feel pretty good right now. But what if the Lord says, why not come up here with me? Right. Why don't we get revived on our revival, mm-hmm. let's not sink back down in the muck and the mire. But let's go ahead from where we're at. Just say, Oh Lord, you know what? <coughs> we we liked what you had, and we like some more of what you got. And I don't want to go back down to where it was, and I don't want to seek off on another path. But, Lord, I'd rather you just bring me on a little bit higher than you. Right. We can do that. Mm-hmm. We can draw closer to him. And And the result is this. Those four are just the four that happened this past week. Because you see, the Lord's working on something else. Hot dog, y'all. I'm excited. about Lord's working on something else. Yeah. He's wondering if anybody's willing to follow. He said, drop the nets, boys. Follow me. Amen. I'll make you fishers of men. Amen. So drop the nets, folks. Just drop them. See where else the Lord will take us. I'm sure they thought, wow, he turned water into wine. Man, that's unbelievable. And he was thinking to himself the whole time, "You haven't seen anything." Yet. Amen. Then he touched that water man. that guy. was blind, and he can not see. I say, I never seen nothing like that. The rest of my, life. I hear people say, "I just want, I won't ever have a service like that ever again." And then he said, Lazarus, come forth, Lazarus. Yeah. What if we're just on the water? He wants to take us to (coughs) last. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. I ain't seen anything yet. You haven't. Right. He's got more for us. Anybody else got anything you need to do? We're going to close in prayer in just a minute. Anybody anyone?
0: i now,
3: the Lord thank him for everything He's done for me. Bless the Lord, amen. Somebody else? Seemed to work last week. We're going to pray. Church, we're going to pray. Pray. Call on God. Pray. That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to close the service. And I believe you'll hear have been thinking a lot about that. The prayers of the righteous men of for my and that maybe Wednesday or Sunday, whenever it was. And I begin to think about this. A lot of times, my prayers ain't answered. A lot of times, your prayers haven't been answered or haven't been answered the way you want to. Let me just say to you, I I, I believe the Lord knows what He's doing, but I have decided. I'm just going to get so close as John was that he has to hear. I'm just going to be real honest with you. I won't say, I'm not saying this for anybody's benefit. I just, just very, I'm concerned and worried about the people that you're concerned and worried about. I want you to know that. And I have decided, I'm just going to get so close to the Lord that he has to hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, amen. We ought to yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe Amy was concerned about her boy. I believe she requested prayer for him. She'd say, Pray for it. Pray for Carson. That's what she'd say to us. You know what? I think she got close enough. The Lord said, I've heard your prayers. The Bible says that he said when his children were in Egypt, he said, Your prayers have come before my ears, and I'm going to do something about it. I will send you a deliverer. Church, I believe you'll hear this. And the scripture teaches us that persistency works. There's there's Bible on this, y'all. Amen. Persistency works. Yes, sir. There was one that just kept going back, and she just kept going back, and she wouldn't leave him. Finally, he gave her her petition. That's right. Woman with the issue of blood said, I'm going to make it through that crowd. Right. Y'all understand, she shouldn't have been strong. She should not have had strength about her. She's lost of blood for an extended period of time. Yeah. And it said that the press of the crowd was so great, but she got determined. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so I want you to know we've de- we got to be determined. Hey, Amen. Hey, Amen. We want these people to get saved. want them girls' daddy to get saved. Want them brothers to get saved? I'm just saying, I just want to be close enough to the Lord that he has to hear. Hey, yeah. In his bosom. So that's Amen. what I desire. Amen. Anybody else got anything you need to do or say before we pray? Brother Brian, as you talking there about following.